Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kevin. And I'm Leslie. How you doing, Les? I'm good. Yeah? I'm, yeah. Just another day. They're all the same, aren't they? Yeah. All the same. I don't know, though. I'm making like... um. So I'm making it fun. It's amazing how many things that you can do in a day when you're in a house. Right. Yesterday, so I downloaded the best app ever. So I bought a dartboard, right? Right. You told and, me about and, this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got the the scoring. There's like a dart scoring app because clearly oh. it's difficult to count it all down when right. That's true. That is true. Yes. Because it's like you know, 501, isn't it? 501 yeah. you have to get to. Yeah. yeah. And so you just, you count it up, you put it in what your score is and then it tells you. But the guy who narrates it is like how you would expect the voice of a dart player to be. And he yeah. goes, Leslie, you need 44. <laughs> and, <you're> like, <laughs> and then you're like, yep, yep, bang. And then it goes, Right, you next, Leslie. You need a hundred and five, and you're like, yes. <laughs> and you take it really seriously when someone does that. Oh, so you're going to come out of this, you know, a darts professional. Yep. Uh, perfect. The... It combines your perfect. It combines beer. Does combine beer? Can have a jukebox on in the corner. Yep. And darts. Yeah. Beautiful. What, what a sport. And so. Yeah, so I've been doing quite a bit. So I've been solving the Cold War in that board game, which has been great. But darts. Is that, is that still going? Um, just downloaded Wheel of Fortune for the PlayStation. You know, spin that wheel. Can't wait. <laughs> um, I've been doing more click and collects at Dan Murphy's than you can shake a stick at. Um, <laughs> That's an alcohol seller for yeah. people who don't know. That's, amazing, yeah. though. Click, click, click. How does it 30... work? You just like pay online. Amazing. And then you go you just order it online and then 30 minutes they text you, ready, and then you go down, pick it up, put in your cart. I just did that this morning. I've got to do that today. Yeah, do it. It's amazing. Just life changing because then you don't have to go in there with all the COVID 19 people. You just go and get <laughs> You know, you put it in the back of your car. There's only one point of contact. You've got plenty of room between you and that brand. Fine. It's in a box for your waiting. Lovely. Lovely. So I picked up my six cans of Kilkenny and my eight bottles of wine. <laughs> you've been smashing the Kilkenny. Every time I see a photo of it, you've got a Kilkenny in your hand. Oh, it's just... There are going to be certain things that I remember that got me through COVID-19 and Kilkenny will be one. <laughs> Thank you, Irish people. For that. Just for that. Just for that. <laughs> um... All right, so we are uh, on Twitter and Facebook, Britpop Banter, BritpopBanter at gmail.com. I don't think I even gave the intro last time. Uh, all views expressed upon this, on this podcast are 100% our own. While we post on it, some bands and artists, we appreciate the talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Leslie, last week, my choice, athlete, tourist. <laughs> you know, for the first time ever in this whole podcast, Malarkey was the first time that I felt guilty. Post the podcast. Good. Usually I'm like, well, it's your own fault. That's crap. What you give me that for? Same thing it isn't very good, but I know how much it means to you. And I'm like, oh, God, I hate that because I had to tell the truth. I'm not going to lie. But I was like, Jesus, it's like kicking a puppy with that one. <laughs> I hate it. Like when it was Reef and stuff, I didn't care less because it was your own fault for picking such crap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the good thing is I don't really care about your opinion. So... It's, it, but you it, doesn't, do. 
It doesn't. It doesn't change the way don't I feel. Pretend. About the album. Don't pretend. Don't <laughs> pretend. The only person you're kidding is yourself, Kevin. That's a <laughs> dangerous place to be. Crying out loud. Still, look, I, I like that album. I think it's a great album. I think it's so still, still? Yeah. Did yeah, you absolutely. really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And a lot of other people like athlete as well. It's not just me. I, I like athletes. Didn't say this like athlete, but do they like that album? Well, there's a couple of people who said it was a good oh, album. Yeah. Yeah. Two people out of our 1,300 Twitter followers. <laughs> Is this this isolation making you more of a dick? or uh... Uh, No, I'm just saying that's not many. (laughs) Have you forgotten how to be around people? I've got no idea how that's going to work when this is. (laughs) What do you do? Do you shake their hand? Are you allowed to? Do you sit? Well, I mean, it's going to be weird, isn't it? Like, it's going to be weird. Yeah, the first, um, we were in our our COVID-19 meeting. And it was actually the first time that anyone had ever discussed that we need to create plans for bringing people back to work. What's yeah. that going to look like under what conditions? Because um, the company I work for has got an extremely large workforce. So how do you have that many people back together again? So that's the first conversation I've heard so far around let's plan for the return to work. Is your your work the same? Yeah, Absolutely. And people are, it's weird, people are concerned about it. Because you're like, well, how does everybody go? And also because our jobs have changed some way. So we've yes. been, because some of the roles can't happen. Yep. So because of what's going on, so other people are getting redeployed into doing different roles. So what happens when we all go back to our normal, I'm in, I'm in the same job, but my the things that I'm doing now are not what I would have planned to have been doing in January. Like yep. this is like there are like the projects that I'm on I would never have been doing um had this not happened so mm. it's like when you go back to your day to day I don't know the whole thing's weird and when the first time you go to a pub and you meet your mates you're gonna oh. be so nervous like every time somebody even coughs you're gonna go oh dude <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean you see me, me, do, we, do we hug next time That's we what see I each go, other? do you or do you not I don't know I mean my assumption is that you do because I mean you're either going to get it and then you'll be done or you won't get it and it's passing. Look, I don't know how they make that decision. I think the I whole thing is weird now. Yeah, I know. We seem to be doing okay in Australia. Um, I know, it's good. Cases and deaths seem to be on the decline uh, for, for quite a while now, actually. So we actually seem to be doing well, whereas other parts of the world are seem to be getting worse, unfortunately. So very sad, serious situation waking up every day and you're how many cases? How many deaths? Like it's just it's it's a scary it's time. And Boris Johnson in intensive care. Yeah, like I know we've we've poked a bit of fun of him here and there, but you never ever want to see someone get it. Uh, no. But by all accounts, he's he's bounced back, which is good. Um, so I think he's been released from ICU. I think I saw this morning. Okay. Um, I don't know about you and your your household. We've we've pulled back on the amount of news we've been watching. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's just because it's it's twenty four hour coverage. Uh, it's Unfortunately, it's, it's yeah, it's grim. But it's just the same thing. It's the same thing about the same story. And there's somebody just saying it a different way. Correct, correct, correct. There's nothing so else get, to say now. Exactly. So we get on to this week's episode? So this week's episode is The Music. Um, it is their debut album. This is a band I am not familiar with at all. No, really. As in, like, you'd never heard of it till this. The only thing, and I'll talk about it when we get to the commentary, but I remember that 
the, the album cover is kind of iconic. It's iconic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I'd always sort of picked it up because I like album covers. That's, and I'm like, oh, okay, put it back. But they never made it to Australia. And they never made it to, to the, my household where I was at that time. So this was probably the first time I've listened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's, what's your background with the music? Well, I had this album. Oh, did you? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about this album, actually, because it's not how I remember it. All right. So let's, let's no spoilers. Let's, let's crack on a bit. Um, we're going to start with music, first of all, because last week when we did Les Says, we talked about how much we both loved Circa Wave's uh, Happy Sad album. This silly thing on my part is we forgot to actually play a damn song from it. So why don't we play the title track from that album, uh, Circa Wave's Happy Sad. Cool with that? Yeah, yeah, Sad Happy. It is Sad Happy, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine. All right. It's All right, a great then. song. It is. Let's play it. All right. 
sad happy. It is. It, I actually wanted to I play, love that song. Yeah, I wanted to play Sympathy from the album, but you, you picked that. And to be honest, it's, it's, it's uh, the title track, so why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, so a couple of things happened. I talk, We talked about that we charted after Kasabian in like South Korea and Taiwan and stuff like that. Mm. Um, we also charted number 17 in Japan, where I don't think we've ever charted from Amazing. memory. And number 22 in the Netherlands. People like Kasabian all over the world. Yeah. Um, you did uh, an isolation mix, which was very good, which people got to listen to. Yeah, thank I did you. one. I did one yesterday as well. So desperate times, I set up my decks in the garage and uh, yeah, had a little mix yesterday. So I'll post that, get your feedback on it. But it was, it was good. What it's kind good. of, what kind of vibe? Uh, 122 BPM, min, minimal prog, bit of techno, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. You'll, you'll like a couple of songs because usually I don't do any songs with vocals. There's a couple in there that I went, let's, let's all dig this one. Yeah. We better have some this. vocals, got to just break up a bit. Um, we've been set a challenge. I don't know if you saw that. We oh, haven't had I a challenge. For... Oh, oh, I saw it. What was the challenge? <sighs> Echo and the Bunny Men. No, we, we they, they come up a fair bit, and we I thought, sort of throw out that I've never listened to them apart from one. We song. never asked for a challenge. I just like to put that out there. <laughs> I like a challenge. I think it, I think it's something different. So. You're not happy. I can see your face. You're not happy. Mm. Andy's we'll Andy, Andy, Andy. Look, I He's a glutton for punishment, that man. Because he's not exactly <laughs> got a great track record in the old challenge, is he? <laughs> uh, so we're gonna do an echo on the Bunnyman challenge for next episode. So that's good. That's you know, we haven't done that for ages. Mm. Shall we get into Song of the Week, Lil? Yes, please. Go on, sing it. Sing it. Song of the week. Song oh, the... so I thought you meant the actual song, and I was like, I don't know well enough to do that. Um, <laughs> song of the week, song of the week, song of the week. Lovely, lovely. I, so, yeah. I, I see that a lot of people jumped to your defence over the old singing after. What's oh, did they? Yeah, a few people on Twitter said jumped to your defence about uh, old mate having a go at it in his review last week. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, oh, I have to of... look for that. Who? Oh, yeah, thank the... you. <laughs> so. Song Don't of the week. encourage me, though. Don't encourage me. <laughs> <laughs> Song of the Week, British IBM. I love that. I Don't Miss the 80s. This is their brand new sing- single. Offering a nimble mesh of indie rock and vintage computing, Cambridge-based trio, the British IBM, officially launched in 2012. Commandeered by singer-songwriter and retro enthusiast, AD, alongside musical comrades David on bass and Paul on percussion. One thing about that, the website is Awesome, the British IBM.com. Uh, they run a retro gaming night every month. Uh, the competition, so they run it in Camborne at, at the hub, and they've done a virtual fighter, a GoldenEye, and a Mario Kart competition. Oh, Mario Kart. Um, I, I was a go I I loved GoldenEye. I would have loved to have gotten in, in that action. What do you what if there was a game you would be famous for and if there was a comp you would think you would have a right go at, what what would it be? FIFA. Which FIFA? Any of them. Let's see. You say that, but then I beat you all the time. I don't understand. I'm how getting you... back into it. I nearly bought the new FIFA because it's on the Easter sale for 39 bucks. You should buy it. It's good. Nah, well, I'm just going to hang out for the one that Dundee United are in September because it's happening. It's, they're making a decision next week, aren't they? 
well they've all voted it needs one more vote to be a yes it's your bunch that are causing the problems you're always the same you should have gone bankrupt when you had the chance <laughs> don't talk about mine so anyway let's play british ibn i don't miss the 80s play music yes brilliant and it's good music great song it's a great um, song it's, it's actually it's a very unusual uh different sounding song from the rest of their album the rest of their album is it, it's it's actually a really good listen so go out head up the website have a listen to them good band british ibm right so you know how last week people have been getting things for me to listen to and i listened to that um band the 20 20s did you listen to them did you uh the one that you got the name of wrong of was it the 2220s or the 22 I, I forgot what it was but i'm pretty sure we got it wrong no we got it right okay all right Go anyway on, so um ian also gave me the, the album the silent hours by the open i can't find that album yet ian so i'm just gonna have to wait a little while because it's not anywhere um okay. so I'll, I'll try and find it but i did get uh the chris at the sound 
Trap podcast gave me um, a list to listen to by the band The New Pornographers. Have you oh, heard of them? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I remember him saying, asking you to listen to that. So how was it? Oh, you can't, you can't whisper it. What happened? He can't hear me, it's just you. <laughs> it's just me and you on a WhatsApp chat. If he can't hear um, So I listened to the This Is The News Pornographers on Spotify. Um, I probably won't do it again. <laughs> um, not bad. Like, nice voice. Like, female, male vocals. Quirky tunes. I, I don't even really know what genre you'd put them in. Right. Very American, I know, like, very American, as yeah. in, and maybe they're Canadian, but it's very that side of the world. Right. <laughs> hey. That sound. Right. There's a couple of good songs. So, Falling Down the Stairs of Your Smile is the first one on the list. And I listened, and it came on first. And I went, oh, I think I might like this. Isn't too bad. Um, the track Mass Romantic's good. Uh, the track Moves, I really liked. There's just a lot of average. It's just, it gets. It's not that bad to have one in the background. So I played the full thing when I was working and it didn't offend me, but I just couldn't even remember when it began and ended because it all... Got it. Yeah, so I gave it a bash, Chris. I'm probably not going to go back to them. Three good songs. I did try. Well, well done for trying. I well think, done well, for trying. I and you know so. what? You've opened yourself up to this. No, I, I have. Not. So uh, good on no. you for t- Has yes. anyone else sent anything else your way? Well, we've got the Echo and the Bunnyming Challenge. Yeah, and... Um, they have, but I'm I'm gonna wait for that for next week. Right, perfect. All right, so we're getting. I'm gonna try and find this album for Ian. Okay, cool. Les says. Yeah. Every time I, I I say that, I hear the intro. It's a great intro. Great intro. It really is. Um. All right. What are we doing? So we are doing Hilary Wood with her album Birthmark and we're doing Catholic Action with Celebrated by Strangers. So let's kick it off with uh, Hilary. Mm-hmm. So a couple of reviews here, Pitchfork, 6.4 out of 10. So the Irish singer and composer's second album of intimate experimental folk is at its best when it's quiet and tempered. Birthmarks becomes a minimalist, maximalist mishmash of field recordings, microsounds, maximalist drones. I don't even think these are words. Without ever coming into focus, the elements are used too liberally and haphazardly to the point where the album becomes an indecipherable well of sound that's hard to unscramble. The mouth begins in what sounds like a lonely, long-abandoned bunker ready to be filled with sound, but it swiftly becomes over-embellished with screaming grey noise, whooping saxophone, cinematic strings, horrific body-convulsing beats. While it may have brought Woods back into her body while creating it, its overstimulation has the opposite effect. Um, Review, Loud and Quiet magazine, 8 out of 10. For all the hard work Dublin-based composer Hilary Woods has done over the last few years, she's yet to produce an album that ably straddles her twin sensibilities as a mood-driven producer of tone poems and a tantalisingly elliptical story, birthmarks an LP two years in the making and a meditation on future uncertainty and childbirth comes close to essential. 
but with all the exorcism comes a sort of ghostly release with the austere clothes there is no moon a fitting demonstration of woods keep sense of pacing my dreams they try and read between the lines she mutters and all of the preceding seven tracks are granted a disquieting if ultimately satisfying ending so mixed bag there I can't wait to hear what you put. <laughs> I was like, do you want me to go first, or do oh you? Oh want... please, please go first. Okay, so I actually found this really hard to review for a number of reasons. Same. So it's brooding, it's dark, it's haunting, it's stunning if you take it as a piece of art, right? As what people have said, like she creates different, like not. It's very atmospheric, the way that she creates the mood in the album, the instruments, the way, I mean, it's, you got to give her that. It's so well produced. It's clearly, a ta- she's so talented, mm-hmm. but you got to be in the mood, right? Because honestly, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't just have that on and like, you, and if you're not in the right frame of mind, I can imagine it being on. Like on a cold, dark night where you're just chilling in to play, I don't know, read a book and have a glass of wine, or you're just, you couldn't have it on with the sun out. For you just, it doesn't make sense. Um, it's very, it's, you know, it is experimental. It's, yeah, it's so hard to review, right? Because I want to go, you can't knock her for talent and you can't knock her for what she's created. Is it enjoyable? Is it easy? Is it accessible? You know, I talk about that. Is it something? No, it's none of those things. Um, there are some striking songs. So Through the Dark Love is beautiful. Orange Tree is beautiful. Um, some of them can, it's hard going. Like it's hard going. And this is where I find it hard to review because I've spoken so often about music shouldn't be difficult to enjoy. It just should be easy to enjoy. So I can't give it a lot of marks for that. But what I what you do have to give it credit for is it's a real talent to be able to create such dark and brooding album with so many different sounds. So that's why I find it hard. So what I thought I'll do is I'll just play it straight down the middle and give it five and a half out of ten. Okay. I'm so glad you went first. <laughs> When we came into this podcast, I was like, God, I hope because you usually throw it to me first. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if she picks this album to give to me first, I don't know how I'm going to look. So, so I think you've, you've explained this really well. Um, you've had the same issues and challenges that I've had with this album. Um, so let me, let me just read what I've written. Right. So yep. overall, this is quite strange because I was really excited and I really enjoyed the uniqueness and beauty of Colt. Yeah, this, is, this is not Colt. Um, we raved about Colt on, uh, when we did the JJ72 album because it's just stunning. Um, this was really tough for me. This, you, you touched on it. This feels like a soundtrack to an art exhibition. Mm. You know when you walk in and there's a piece of art and you're trying to figure out and this is just this moody, atmospheric music in the background or there's a silent movie and this is the song to it. Like this, it just, it doesn't, it's a very, I was listening to it and I'm like, how do I grade this? This this doesn't, same as you, I'm never in the right environment. To, you know, I'm trying to be productive at work. 
you know, I'm trying to cook the dinner. Like, I just, I'm trying to find the right setting to have this, and I just couldn't get there. Um, lots of ambient sounds, softly spoken words, very few lyrics. A lot of the tracks don't have lyrics. Um, it doesn't kind of reach. There's a couple of songs that I just want to to step it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and they just don't. They just plateau for me. At times, it's haunting and beautiful. At other times, I really struggle with it, and it's really boring. Um, what's really missing for me in this album is Hillary's gorgeous voice. Yes. Like, she is a stunning singer, and that comes through on the previous album, Colt. I don't get this at all. Um, there's eight tracks. Hillary sings on half of them in the upfront of the album. I only enjoyed one song, which was Orange Tree. You, you touched on it earlier. I actually haven't got a rating for this album because I don't feel it's fair to rate it. You have to. Look, I, I actually probably would say you're being really kind giving it a five. I'd probably go a four. Okay. Right? But again, to your what you've done is you've described it really well, which is the production is excellent. There's a lot of talent there um, around the, sound, the sounds that she's used and mm-hmm. the production techniques. Um, but for me, I really enjoyed her previous album and was just really disappointed with this album. And it's just not in the right setting for me. So... Sorry, not for me. Yeah, I won't listen to that again. No. No. Not unless unless there's a really good art exhibition on. Yeah. Because it would Which... it would be perfect. I mean, I mean, I was trying to find out. I mean, does it actually partner with an exhibit? You know, does she actually? Because I know she does her own art. So does that play well in her own exhibition? I don't know. Yeah, good. Just... All right. Okay. What's next? So, Catholic Action, celebrated by strangers. So, we actually discussed their um, uh, album In Memory of in, in Series 1. And from memory, you were a fan. I wasn't a fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, got a couple of reviews here. I'll be interested to see if that remains the same. But I've got the Wii review. Oh, you Gives love it- that. I love it. Gives it four out of five. So Glasgow-based indie band Catholic Action have channeled a classic alternative sound on their second album. With influences like Talking Heads, the band has clearly been inspired by some of the artists of the 70s. There are some striking similarities to likes of T-Rex, songs like People Don't Protest Enough, which seems to be a call to arms, particularly encapsulate that feeling of angst and rebellion. It's a welcome throwback and maybe one for the people who insist that music nowadays can never compare to what came before. The best thing about it is the band actually seem as though they are enjoying themselves, which is something that isn't always present in music. The result is an album that is hugely enjoyable to listen to. Mm, Paste Magazine, yep, and I had tons more. Could be bothered reading all. At Paste Magazine, eight point three out of ten. While their debut album delivered its fair shares of peculiarities, Celebrated by Stranger is peppered with even more moments of unexpected zest. For one thing, the album begins with horns splashing out of control. It sounds like the outro of a drawn-out improvisational jazz number, but it eventually glides into those playful coy guitars, always transmitted with a distinct tone that makes Catholic action immediately recognisable. Catholic action have broadened their palette far beyond the jumpy guitar pop of their debut. While adding faint touches of synth pop, post-punk and art rock, they've managed to retain the exuberance that sets them apart. Celebrated by Strangers offers endless off-the-wall playfulness and lines of hopeful sincerity. Surely the only people who wouldn't want that are the characters they skewer here. Mm. Okay. 
So two very good reviews. And actually, that were the, they were the two, because I always pick two, but I actually read a few more, because I just try and pick and choose. Loads of good reviews. Loads of good reviews for this album. So okay. will we continue that trend, or will we not? Oh, there you go. Missed that. <laughs> Over to you, Kevin. I um okay, so we talked about in memory of. Uh, I give that a seven and a half last season. I actually um enjoyed, I give it a five, I think. Yeah, I think you did. I, I actually enjoyed that album. But as we all know, I was a little bit too kind in some of my ratings on the last season. Yeah. Um one thing, I really like the production on this album. It sounds so crisp. The drums throughout this album sound excellent. There are some, and it's it's that drums. There are so many foot tappers on this album. Um, there's a couple of lulls here and there, but there are some real good quality songs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very consistent, uh, you know, with the previous album. It, they've not they've not stepped too far away from it, but it's unique in its own right. Um, good songs. Grange Hell, the intro, the first five songs of that. You know, when there's just all this noise. It reminds me of the start of the TV show Bottom. Did you used to watch Bottom? Oh, Bottom, yeah. It reminds me of that. And then, and then the song kicks in. Uh, Witness, I'm no artist. One of us, one of us gets stuck in your head. One yeah. of us. It just gets stuck in your head nonstop. Your old dad, people don't protest enough. Another name for loneliness is my favorite song in the album. I think it's fantastic. Sign here. Couple of lulls. And it shows, and there will always be a light for me, or a little little bit of a dip. But overall, I think this is a really solid indie album. Um, I overrated last season. For me, this is a solid seven this season. Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. So I loved it. Like, love it. Oh, wow. Like, hey, it's just completely, it's a hundred times better than the first. Mm-hmm. I really didn't enjoy that first. I love it. I, Have you I gone think, back and listened to the first after? Yeah, here? and I still don't. I still, really? it doesn't. There are there aren't as many catchy ones. There aren't as many ones that stick in your head. There's a lot of stuff that you want to skip through. Um, when it first started, um, with that noise in the first track, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna hate this." <laughs> um, and I was like, "Oh, god." And then it doesn't. You get, you know, you get into it. Witness is my favorite track on it. It is so Beatlesque. That noise, it sounds like um, like Tomorrow Never Knows, like that kind of Beatles sound. I love it. Yeah. Um, I love I'm No Artist, One of Us. Um, People Don't Protest Enough, Another Name for Loneliness. I love the ending, Go Away, Four Guitars for Scottish Independence. Mm. Um, I do. I absolutely think this. I've, I've been putting this album on loads. Like, just put, well, I drove to the bottle shop a minute ago, put that on. Nice. Just nice. I just, I love, it's upbeat, um, it's bouncy, it's fun. Um, I read on their website, they were, I think the record company had asked them not to, it was meant to be released when it was released, and then they were going to pause it because of COVID-19. And they said, look, it's probably not the best time to release an album in terms of sales, etc. But it is the right time to set, to, to, release an album because music's what's going to get people through and we want to and we hope you love it and and i was like that's awesome so um massive fan of this album think they're going to get better Mm -hmm. 
because I just think they're going to get better in time. I think these guys are really ones to watch. I think the next couple of years, these guys will be huge. Um, eight out of ten. Nice. Well done. That's awesome. And we're going to play it. So you you talked about the song Witness. Do you want to play it? Love to. All right. Here's Witness by Catholic Action. I'm not singing that. It is is a really good album, actually. I love it. Right. This week's album, The Music. I've got to tell you what the homework is for next week. Oh, yeah. I always forget that. You always forget that. Yeah, sorry. So, interestingly, you've got Corner Shop. Oh. (laughs) With their new album, England is a Garden. I have, I've seen some reviews of it. I haven't listened to it. And I wondered if you would pick, very brave of you to pick that, Leslie. Isn't it? Yes. Yes. Because we know your stance on corner shops. So well done. Absolutely. I always feel like I'm, you know, always willing to, well, look what happened with Catholic Action. No, I mean, look at that. And you can be, look look at Catholic Action. I was dread, 
I wanted to talk about it because we spoke about the last album and we do want to talk about new bands and indie bands that are coming out and that's the whole point of it. So I couldn't ignore it. I wasn't looking forward to Catholic Action, but I'm so glad because it's a really good album. Um, yeah, so Corner Shop, England is a Garden and Sea Fret with the album Most of Us Are Strangers. I've listened to that. I know Sea Fret. How do I know Sea Fret? don't know. Hmm. Uh, okay, so we got C Fret. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Good week of homework, I think. Good week of homework. Okay. There's, there's a couple of really big albums coming up. I can't wait to see what you think of Corner Shop. I cannot wait. I haven't actually listened to it. I've listened to one song. I can't. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Um, the music, right? The album cover. I was trying to find out who designed it um, or sort of what the reference was to it. It's a beautiful, I mean, how would you describe the album cover? Like a just like a circle of color. It is. It's it's lots yeah, of. It looks like particles. an archery board, but with tons and tons of color. Uh, you've got you've got darts coming through. You're thinking that's mm. a dart board. You see. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you've got forty-four. One hundred and eighty. <laughs> I think you've missed a calling here. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm, so it's, it's it's a whole bunch of circles. Um, different colours on a black background. It's, it's really stunning. It does really catch your eye. Uh, it was released on the 2nd of September 2002. This is the music's debut album, and what followed it was Welcome to the North in 2004, which got to number eight. The label was Hut, and it was recorded at Jacob's Studio in Surrey. The producer was Jim Abyss. Now, he did Kasabian's debut album, which Ooh. we covered a few episodes ago. Um, also covered... Lady Tron. So Lady Tron's Witching Hour. What do you think of Lady Tron? Oh, um, Sasha did a remix of um, oh, what's it called? Uh, I can sing it. What's that track called? I can't remember. I know. I knew the name. Anyway, it's I... amazing. Uh, the Sneaker Pimps debut album, Becoming X. We haven't Ooh, talked about Sneaker Pimps. Pimps. Mm. Two of Adele's albums, 19 and 21, but is most well-known for the Arctic Monkeys, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. So he's got a... This gym bloke knows what he's doing with albums. Let's put it that way. Um, This is 52 minutes for a 10-track album, so it's quite long. Number four got two in the charts. And how long was it in the charts, Leslie? I've got this one, I feel it. You've got it. Go on. 17 weeks. It was 13. Unlucky. Oh. So close. Are you ready for the charts? Okay. Bring it. 2002, Lil. So yeah. albums, Nora Jones, Come Away With Me. Come away with me in the morning. I had that album. That was lovely. Well done. That's nice. Thanks. Uh, number nine, Shakira with Laundry Service. <laughs> so can I just tell you something about Shakira? Um... <laughs> If I'm ever in a bad mood, like, yeah, I know. If, if I'm ever and I need to be cheered up, there is one song that gets me going all the time, and that's Whatever, Whenever by Shakira. And why I is I mean, that? it's a classic. What's the line in <laughs> Oh, my breasts are small and humble, so we don't confuse them with mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at that. My breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. I mean, that is absolute songwriting. That should win the Ivor Novello Award. 
Yeah, that's not true. wires. Why? What does humble breasts mean? Well, they're just not the size of mountains. You so know, humble. humble. Yeah, so they're just average. So they're not. You're not going to think they're too big. You're not going to think <laughs> they're too small. They're just going to be there. <laughs> All right, number number eight, the Eminem show by Eminem. Mm. Number seven, Escape by Enrique Iglesias. Oh, I hate that man. Have I told you this? Or maybe I have, but my least favorite song in the world. Oh, we stood it on that thing. It's Hero by um, Enrique Iglesias. And when I was at uni, I lived in a share house. There was five of us. Oh, they all. And they all bought the single. And when I walked in from my shift at Tesco, they all pressed play at the same time. I was like, that, that is absolute bullshit. <laughs> uh, number six, by the way, by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. We've not really spoken about the Red Hot Chili I know it's like. I, I just, I never Do got... you like them? No, no, no. Never got them. I do never like some them. other stuff. Okay. Anyway. Uh, misunderstood by Pink. Oh yeah, I see that Pink donated half a million dollars to a uh, hospital. Her mum used to work at as a nurse because she got because Pink just recovered from COVID nineteen. I know. I thought it was. I thought it was. But, oh yeah, well, it was half a million US probably. That's why. Yeah. Um, the number four, the music, music, and number three, one of yours, uh, Angels with Dirty Faces, the Sugar Babes. Oh, love the Sugar Babes. <laughs> love them. Love them. Uh, Imagine by Eva Cassidy. We spoke about Eva we Cassidy. We talked about her. Yeah, yeah, we did. Did you ever go and listen to her? Did, did you go and do I it? Did. Very good singer. Yes, yeah. I did. Uh, and number one, A Rush of Blood to the Head by Coldplay. Will we talk about that album, Kev? Will we Maybe. talk about Coldplay? I'm sure we'll talk about Coldplay. I don't know if it's going to be that album. But uh, singles, these are rough. These are rough. Dynamite Tea by Miss Dynamite. Uh, ABS, what you got? What brakes? <laughs> I've got ABS in my car. Is that right? <laughs> Darius with Colour Blind. Do you remember him? He was the Scottish fellow that was on Pop Stars or something. No. Moron. Hated him. Absolutely hated him. He was just <laughs> an absolute cocky prick. Hated him. Every time a stupid cheesy face came on the TV, I switched it off with stupid Ouija accent. Get off my telly. Wasn't a fan of him. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I would have never picked that up. Number seven, it's written in the stars by Paul Weller. Oh, Paul Weller. <laughs> Forever by Entrance at number six. Entrance. How banging were they? they... Guess what I just discovered. Go. Entrance. So, you used to love Entrance. So, um, no, it's not Entrance. I'm thinking it's something else. Forget that story. It's not even them. <laughs> Who is it then? So, it was t- TTF. Remember the time frequency? No. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Forget it. Story's hopeless. Um, oh. But Entrance. Loved that album. Okay. Uh, Truth Hearts featuring Rakim. Uh, the song was called Addictive. No. Blazing Squad with Crossroads. What is that? Round Round by the Sugar Babes. Oh, yeah. Round Round, baby. Round Round with love on me. Get my kicks for free. Uh, Fantasy by Appleton. That must be the two sisters. Yeah. Oh, yes. And The Tide is High by Atomic Kitten. So, do you want to know an interesting fact? Yes. The original Tide is High by Blondie was number one the day I was born. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh. 
Shall we find out what number one was the day you were born? Yes, please. Let's do it. I'll do a quick search. Right. Shall I do that? And I will start talking about the music, all right? Yeah. All right. So the music. Two people picked this, okay? Graham and Chris. So this is the listener pick, and Graham and Chris picked that. I got them to write a little blurb around what this album is. Blondie means. Atomic. We both had Blondie. Wow. That is... Atomic. Ooh, Maybe atomic. that's why we're such good friends. We both have the same... Band. I mean, and that's the better song. Yeah. Atomic's I mean, awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you got the better one. How good is that? That's See very you. cool. Yeah. All right, Carry so Graham, oh, thank you. Graham said this, having left behind the dance roots of early indie and the various remixes that ensued, we had the mid-90s with guitar-based indie rock. The music in their debut for me was a return to the indie dance scene without a need to remix. Opening track, the dance highlights influences from Stone Roses begging you to, uh, the Stone Roses begging you to big beat scene of Chemical Brothers, Crystal Method, etc. Track two, <laughs> track two, Take the Long Road, reminds me of the chaos in cacophony of early Mondays with the vocal take of Tim Burgess. The whole album grooves along with heavy use of drums and bass at the forefront of many of the songs and Rob's vocal delivery actually works as an additional instrument at times with his, oh mate, inoculation of lyrics? Yep. Uh, I defy anyone not to start tapping their heads and doing the new band dance to the people in Getaway. To surmise, this is an indie album classic. Don't let it slip you by. And if you enjoy this and the follow-up, also check out the DOT, which was Rob and Mike Skinner's side project together. My only regret, I only saw them once. Chris. Who wrote that? That was Graham. Banging. Okay. Chris, I guess in terms of memories of the album, it was another one that came out while I was at uni. I think a few, if not all of us in our student house, had the album and it was hammered quite a bit. There was a def definitely a period where it was the default album and played played loads throughout the house every time we were getting ready to go out and having pre-drinks. I put it on the car on Saturday as I was heading to Manchester up to meet the uni guys for the editor gig. Hmm. It's still a great album that gets you up for a night out. They're very different to everything else that was out at the time and he's got a unique voice. Bit of a precursor to the new rave scene before it kicked off a few years later with bands like the Claxons and Sunshine Underground, also both great albums. I think I discovered them fairly early as I picked up the EP just because I like the sleeve design. Really like the simplicity and bold colours. Yeah, bang on. Uh, what's your what made you buy this album then? Um, take the long road and walk it. Where did you hear that play? Where did I hear that? I actually can't remember, but I heard that and thought, oh, I like that. And then, yeah, picked up the album. There were actually quite a few people um, in Perth at the time who loved it. Um, so they were a band that we spoke about a lot. There was a lot of people I knew that loved this band. Okay. And a lot of people had the album. Um, and we'll get into it, but it sounds different to what I remember. Okay. Let me say this on the music. They are... So annoying to research. So annoying. Um, just if, I mean, trying to find any reviews or content or anything like that with the music, um, it's just, it just brings up all kinds of stuff. So it's really hard to find anything to do with them. Um, not to mention Robert Harvey, who is the lead singer, is also the name of a famous Aussie Australian rules footballer and coach. Did you know that? I did not know that. So if you try and research him, because we're in Australia, it just throws AFL stuff at you. So it's actually really hard 
to find content on this band. However, this is taken um, from a Pitchfork review from the second album, Welcome to the North. The music is a hell of a thing to name your band. There's an arrogance to it, but at the same time, it's just about the least creative, least clever name you could give to a band, especially since we've already had the band and the the. If you're going to adopt the generic term for your chosen art form as your band's moniker, you had damn well better make music that flattens the air. Because if you don't, you will be easily forgotten. And for those who are interested, won't be able to find you on the internet because your handle brings up more than a million results. That just about sums up my experience trying to find content on this band. <laughs> um, but I, look, let's look, I've got some stuff, so let's talk through. So the band was formed in the music room of Brigshaw High School in Kipax, Leeds. In the beginning, there was Rob Harvey, Adam Nutter, Stuart Coleman. Drummer Phil Jordan was the last to join in 1999. Phil said, after Phil joined, uh, after Phil joined in 1999, it was obvious we were really good together, but we've always tried to insulate ourselves from the bullshit and keep the music as pure as possible. Adam, me and Rob had known each other since we were babies. I always knew Rob had something because he was always involved with these shit bands. Finally, I just grabbed him and we started writing. To me, it wasn't a fluke or an accident. I really did have that feeling of, well, if he keeps doing that and I keep doing this, how can we even fail? So Take the Long Road, Take the Long Road and Walk It was released by the small UK independent label Fierce Panda. Great name. The single came out just as the band quit school in 2001. 2001. Oh, God. Uh, things went really fast for the band and Steve Lamac calling the group the best unsigned band in Britain. Oof. Oh, yeah, that's big praise. It is. It is so early in their careers as well. The music got a deal with Hut Records and released the EP. You might as well try to fuck me in 2001, getting them heaps of attention. Well, of course, it's going to get you heaps of attention with a song title like that. Um, uh, then people, so the second follow up was People in 2002, which saw Enemy call the music potentially the most important group since Oasis. Oh, wow. Pressure, right? Imagine yeah. the pressure now. Didn't live up to that, did they? Oh, trying to stay away from spoilers. Out comes the album in 2002. It got to number four. Three top uh, 40 singles. Post-album, the band toured with, get this, New Order, The Charlatans, and Oasis, as well as, as, well as selling out Blackpool's Empress Ballroom and London's Brixton Academy. And they played on the pyramid stage at Glastonbury. So these yeah, right. they were they were big. Yeah, uh, they were. In May two thousand four, the band decamped to recording studios in Atlanta, Georgia, and spent seven weeks recording with Brendan O'Brien, whose production credits include bands as Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam. Out of those three, who's your favorite? Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Rage and Against the Machine. Rage. Yeah, same. Same, same. So, Welcome to the North, 2nd of October 2004. Got to number eight. Two singles off this, Freedom Fighters and Breaking. Enemy actually liked this. So they said, let's face it, the new Libertines album is little more than a self-fulfilling soap opera. Against this gruesome backdrop, the music still stick out like a sore thumb. Not only have they dared to do what the rest of the indie aristocracy, the Libertines, the Strokes, and Jane's Addiction seem too shit-scared to do, They've gone and made a second album that stretches their talent 
but they have the balls to release an album which screams ambition and progression very loud, very clear indeed. Drowned in sound, bit mixed. Fans of the music will love Welcome to the North, but it's unlikely that detractors will be converted. But who's surprised by that statement? They may not be the most innovative or intellectual outfit in the world, but sometimes you just want to turn up your stereo up to the max and dance around your bedroom. If you ever have moments like that, then maybe it's about time you opened up your mind and let the music in. What did um, what did you think of the follow-up albums to this? What did you think of Welcome to the North? Mm, I didn't mind it. I, did, I didn't mind it. Okay. okay. It's not... I don't think it's as good. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I'm holding, I'm holding, I'm treading water until we get to talk about the album. Mm. Uh, so post this, the second album, they supported Coldplay, Incubus and U2, as well as selling out their own tours oh, in Incubus. And, and Australia. Talk to me about Incubus. I love the song Drive by Incubus. Boom, 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 boom. I've always wanted to be able to play that guitar little riff. Can't do it? Mm-mm. Can for about two, for about a minute. And then I could that, get that should be your isolation homework. Yeah, it could be. Um, have you, do you know that song? No. I mean, I probably do when I hear it. Yeah, I'll listen to it after this. Amazing. So maybe you maybe you, you play it on your guitar and then I'll understand it. Yeah, when uh, you hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2008, the BBC wrote, uh, despite a critically acclaimed debut album, the music's career and Harvey's emotional state began to take a turn for the worse following the general reception of their second LP, Welcome to the North. Do you know that fellow Gollum from Lord of the Rings? It was a really mild version of that, he added. Harvey said that he had felt like he was untouchable ahead of the album's release and that its reception had left him suffering with similar symptoms to a midlife crisis. For me, that happened at quite a young age. I had to make major decisions in my life that upset the image I had of myself. I had to accept... I had to lose. I had to accept that I had to lose the image of myself. This is from Johnny Shotton. Oh, no, that is. During this time, Harvey also revealed the reason for the band's extended absence on the music's official website. He told of his initial abuse of drugs in his mid-teens. The addiction, be- the addiction began to sat to set into its groove. At first, it was a joy, then later became a habit and a way of escaping. He later quit drugs, but around the time of the band's second album. He had replaced the addiction with alcohol. Drinking became the place to hide. He would have a bottle of wine before 7pm, then go out and make a fool of himself. The next day was always panic and more questions, and it took a close-rate friend to say, Robert, you are depressed. He sought help at the end of 2005 and undertook a program that included medication. Um, Kept going, the really strengthened numbers. Uh, 28th of June 2008 got to number 18, so slightly down. This was through Polydor, like still big record labels, mm-hmm. produced by Flood. Um, they so they had also done like New Order, U2, Nine Inch Nails, The Pesh Mode, Gary Newman, The Charlatans. Well, this is a long list, and The Orbital. Um, the reason that something else that's interesting about Strength and Numbers, Phil Hartnell of The Orbital is credited as the co-producer to the third music album. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, and if you listen to it, no influence. Like it's, uh, I don't know why I was excited. He's a producer. He's not actually in the band. But when you, I was like, maybe they've got a few Orbital-esque sounds or loops. Nah, that doesn't mean, yeah. Um, but didn't do very well. The third album, Drowned in Sound, occasionally through strength in numbers, demonstrates uh, why the music were held in such high esteem in the first place. 
Of course, all of this may count for nothing if strengthened numbers doesn't manage to shift the required number of units to please their paymasters. But with a little perseverance, there is still a modicum of hope that the music's best work is still to come. For now, strengthened numbers, whilst not exactly redefining the zeitgeist, is a lot better than anyone could have expected. The band split up. They were supposed to be working on their fourth album in 2010. However, they actually announced that they'd broken up in 2011. This is from NME. The music's Robert Harvey has said that the band have decided to split as he's not enjoying it anymore. The singer gave NME a very brief answer as to fans' questions about the band's decision to split up this summer. He was asked by Reverend and the Maker's frontman John McClure why his band was splitting. I quit because I wasn't enjoying it. I needed a new challenge, Harvey answered. The music recently announced that they will split up after 10 years together following two farewell gigs in London and Leeds this August. That's actually their fourth. So the fourth album is actually a live album of their final farewell shows. Uh, post music, and um, uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Harvey started to work with the streets uh, on the computers and blues and partnered with Mike Skinner for their own thing called the DOT. There's an album called And That in 2012, which is not bad in some spots, actually. It's on uh, Spotify. He was also part of something called The Six, which is a six-piece songwriting and production collective from Manchester. You ever heard of this? The Six? No. The Six's writing and production credits, which amount to one billion streams on Spotify, include... I'm going to read you a busload of songs. You tell me if you know any of them, right? Okay. Only You by Cheat Codes and Little Mix. Five in the Morning by Charlie XCX. Friends by Mer- Marshmallow and Anne-Marie. Lonely yes. By- you know Marshmallow songs. I know that song. Wow. What's your thoughts on Marshmallow? Oh, absolute shit. <laughs> what do you think about... Cause what do you think about DJs like Marshmallow? I hate them. Hate them. Like, I just... It's just... Right, do you really want me to go on this? Because... <laughs> do you, you really want me... Yeah, I've been talking for a while. Go nuts. Right. Well, first of all, it's absolutely mindless music. You actually have to have the IQ of five to even enjoy it. It's so shit. It is paint by numbers. It's nonsense. It sounds like an alarm clock. It's pants. It's not even... There's no talent. None. Zero. Like, the songs that you get when you're trying to learn how to do Ableton, and then they give you the song at the beginning to try and practice, it sounds like that. (laughs) It's just crap. So, you know, it's just awful. It was the same as David Guetta. Oh, God. He's another one talented DJ and then it goes off and makes all that same tin pot paint by numbers crap music that for some reason just people lap it up love it just lap it up and they get everybody singing on it everyone sings on it bloody Sia, Rihanna, everybody have a crack at that, Calvin Harris is the same oh I hate it because I don't even know what it is is it pop music? Is it dance music? Is it what is it? It's absolute churn. It's just nonsense. I hate it. It's like if you walked into the shop, it's that bargain bin. It's the bargain bin. Shit. I don't like it, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, Sometimes I can just tee it up and just let you run with it, and then you'll just rant. Don't to say that. Uh, so Lonely by Matoma. Back to You by Lewis Tomlinson. All Falls Down by Alan Walker. Oh Child by Robin Schulz. Miss You by Lewis Tomlinson. Cry Baby by Paloma Faith. Love on Me by Galantis. Real Love by Clint. I like Paloma Faith. Went to see her at the Opera House. Who? Who's Paloma that? Faith. Oh. She's got a great voice. She's a lot of fun. Um, oh, good. You know one of the songs then. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Take It All by Gorgon City. Gorgon City. Mm. Uh, so the others, other members of the band, um, Adam, not much on him. Uh, Phil and Stu, uh, apparently they, there was a band called Theme Park, which was it's a great name for a band in Women's Hour. And Stu apparently worked with Delphic on some tours as well. And they're very hard because of the generic name that they've chosen. It's so hard to find out information about them. So hard. <sighs> Deep sigh. Shall we get into the actual tracks, Leslie? Yes. Shall I? I'm not actually. Let me just. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to read out my comments after each track, right? And then you can sort of get a feel for how I feel about the album through that. Okay. I will. Before we get into the tracks, can you just give me an overview of your thoughts on the album? Because I'm not sensing anything yet. Good. And it's it's making me feel uneasy. Well, that's good. Normally, I kind of know going in. Well. I've got no idea. I've got a feeling it's going to go one way, but I'm just interested to get. So what I'm going to put it to you. So you didn't know who they were before this. Yeah, yeah. And so what were you expecting? So you don't know who they are. Somebody's said, "Can I want to nominate the the music album, music by music?" You've probably done a bit of research. What do you think? What did you think the album was going to sound like? But, or even what band did you think they would be closest to? Before you listen to it, what were your initial thoughts? Hmm. That's a tricky one to answer. Like, what did I think they would sound like? Well, I didn't really know. And what were you expecting? Were you expecting, like, you know, okay, so were you expecting kind of like indie-like athlete, or were you expecting... No, I didn't... And no, were you expecting I, the same yeah. sound as a... Kasabian, or were you expecting the same sound as a Charlatans? Or Kasabian's a good one because when I started doing the research, they a lot of a lot of lot of talk around them being part of the part of a dance movement, like uh, them being quite dancey. And I was like, oh, oh, could they be a bit of a Kasabian? Um, I mean, they're not quite clearly. Um, Let's get into the tracks. You know what? I'm, I'm treading water because this is listener pick, right? And you saw the beautiful words. That somebody... Get your convictions out, Kev. I will. This is not the time for the fence. Fence Let's... is going. I'm burning okay. down the fence. I'll read out my comments verbatim, right? No, like Ooh. exactly yeah, verbatim, right? So the, it, kicks, <laughs> it, kicks, it kicks off with the dance, right? What's your, what's your feeling around the dance? Right. So the dance... <laughs> Is so the dance is a punch in the face, uh huh, but it's a punch in the face so hard that you're unconscious and you don't enjoy it. Mm, explain that it's too hard of a punch in the face, it's just a continual punch in the face. It's okay. not like it's not a punch in the face, like boom, when I like it, and then you go, yeah. Whoa, that was refreshing. Yeah. This is like boom, and it's too long now, and now I've got concussion. Got it. 
so I don't like it. Is what I'm trying to say. Because <laughs> I wouldn't like to have concussion. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. I've wrote. I'm not sure how I feel about this intro. Sounds a bit stone roses to me for the first minute until the singing kicks in. It's not bad, not great. It does fit the mantra of a perfect start to the album. However, I'm just not sure I like it that much. I'm not sure if it's his voice. Um, now, take me... Take it's me, noisy. It's very noisy. I, it's too perfect. noisy. It's take, just too noisy. God, I sound old if we say that. Take What's me from a man betrayed down to where the angels play. So Am and A1 1984 has said, best song on the album. I put this track on whenever I'm a bit down and just dance until I forget what was on my mind. Haven't got a clue around what the lyrics mean, though. And look, that's that comes through on the rest of the album as well. Uh, I'm going to play it because it, is, this, you know, it kicks off the album. Um, is this your one to play? No, 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 no. So let's, oh, play, a bit, oh, yeah. let's, let's play a bit of the dance. I love this song so much. Okay, good, good. What do you love like it. about it? Because that's what I think the album should have started with. Because it's a punch in the face, but it's one of those nice ones. Okay. Refreshing. Okay. Um, I love his voice in it. I love the beat to it. It does make you want to dance in your bedroom, like the previous person had said. Um, it's got all the good elements. It's got the beat, so it does have that kind of dance beat, but it's got the indie guitars. I love his voice on it. Um... I love it when he sings that part. You just want to sing it on the top of your lungs. It's just a great song. Okay. Um, so this was released twice. Um, the first time around, it got to number 92. The second time, it did a bit better and got to number 14. The video is awesome. Um, the band play on a street outdoors where there's a massive wind blowing them all over the place. Um, the CGI is a bit dodgy and there's a bit dodgy dancing in it as well but the video just it it fits the song so well these guys look so young in this video like just babies like so so young um i'm the same as you i've got now this is a belter of a song it's fast paced great drums great guitar work i like this a lot and i've put thank god i like this song song meanings uh bcat 004 when they turned up at the beginning of the millennium i thought they would be the new saviors of rnr however it was really not meant to be this is the best song of their debut and everything else on it really fails in comparison. But I do love the way he floats his voice over the dance mix of guitars. Miguel Pereira on YouTube. The world wasn't 
and isn't prepared for this band's sound. Thoughts? How can we be ready for Kasabian that comes out at the same time? Yeah, I because it's not that different. No, it's not. It's not that left field. Like it's pretty mainstream, if you ask me. I don't actually. It's pretty accessible. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I think everybody was ready for it. It's not really that hard a song to get your head around. Okay, this is your pick, isn't it? This is my pick. Get it played. All right, take the long road and walk it.
no music playing and you still dance. Brilliant. It's a belter. Human at number three. What do you think of Human? Great song. Okay. okay. Like this. Yeah, much so slower song. F- yeah, slower song. You're going to find it for the next... This is another one of these album with two halves. Um, and you're going to find that. Okay. With my critique of the, the songs. So okay. Human, not as good as Take the Long Road and Walk It. Better than the dance. I feel it's a good song to come off the back of Take the Long Road and Walk It. Um, look, it's not a spectacular song. It's a 7 out of 10 song. But okay. it's uh, it fits and I don't mind it. And it's not, you wouldn't skip it. It's not a skipper. Okay. Much slower song here. Uh, however, really good run home at the two minute mark. I think it showcases another side of the band. It's, you know, you've come off two, two pretty rowdy songs. Um, decent, not g- groundbreaking. I like it. I'd play it. So let's play Human. Love this song. This was nearly my other. This was between. That would have been my net. That would have been my other choice of a pick. Well, you're in luck because this is my pick. Woo-hoo! So released on the first of March two thousand and three, it got to number eighteen. The band just simple video play live in a club. Belter of a song. Great from this. I actually think this is my favourite song so far. So um, I'm going to play. The truth is no words.
Blot, number five. Not bad. We, can I just say, and we'll get to it towards the end, and I just want to say it before I'll forget, is that the main issue I have with the music is there's all of their songs are two minutes too long. I think that's a fair call. They're all too they're all too long. Mm. They're six minutes, they're seven minutes, they're five minutes. When really the reality is you could have bashed that out in three and a half and I wouldn't have been bored. Because yeah. what I find that I do is I get I enjoy the three minutes of the track and it ticks over into the four and a half and I'm like, is this still on? And so then I end up skipping it. Yeah, okay. okay. And it's not skipping it because I don't like it, but you've just taken it too far. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. it for six minutes. I liked it for three. Okay. Like the song, except for the breakdown in the middle, but once it's over again, it loses me at the end. It's, it's, it's actually, there are pockets in the song that I like, and then it changes and I don't like, and then it goes on again. And so, yeah, the same as you, too long, so you're riding this way. That's why. So it loses it, you at the end because it's too long. Like, so I'm looking at the track list in here, right? So you've got The Dance is five minutes. Take the Lone Road Walk is just about five minutes. Human's five and a half. Then it's four and a half, five and a half, six and a half, five, yeah. six yeah. and a half, six and a half, six, six. Mm -hmm. Too long. You cut those songs by a minute and a half, and I'm not skipping you. Well, I, there's a couple I still would. But it, it's just too long. It's too, Because what it gets, and it becomes, it becomes arrogant. And yes. it just becomes arrogant yes, because you're like, you just think we want to listen to you bang on again, and we don't. You're not that good. So just stop. I don't want your six and a half minute song. It's too long. <laughs> um, I do, I've put a note, it does feel like the singer is shouting rather than singing the majority of the time. Um, I'm not going to play Float, no. but I, I'm really curious to know what you think of track six, which is Turn Out the Light. I do like, I really like Turn Out the Light. Yeah, me too. I, I actually think there's yeah, big fan. Feeling around losing a partner to someone else. How does it feel when I'm not there? Does it feel right if he doesn't care? Um, one more sphere. The saddest song by the music. I love it, although it reminds me of someone I'd rather forget. It kind of ruined a couple music tunes for me. However, I still love this song. What's your? Do you have any songs that you know you like the song but you can't listen to it anymore because of a single person? Do I have... Yeah, I do. Do I? <laughs> no, I'd still listen to it. I wouldn't... Um, you know, maybe Pray by Take That. I think I got my heart broken to that when I was young. Oh. Um, oh. And then... That's heartbreaking. Um, I want to yeah. give you a, a virtual hug in you right now. All I do each night is pray, <laughs> hoping that I'll be a part of you again someday. Oh, my God. Oh, God. God. Spoiler, it never did. Oh. <laughs> 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 bet, bet you never thought we'd go there in this episode. All right. Look, <laughs> this is a good song. I get the feel around it. Uh the baby ba 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 is really quite annoying though. Um, it sounds a little bit like Aerosmith at times, and I like Aerosmith, but sometimes Aerosmith. It's just, it's just annoying. But look, I don't mind the song. The six twenty. There you go. You, you mentioned it before. Six twenty three. I mean, too long. Well, let's play. Let's play about a minute of Turn Out the Light. 
the people. Now, the people is the gateway of where I don't like the, where the album falls down. Got it. This is this is where I go. Like this song, it's not as good as Turn Out the Light. It's not as good. Truth is in the words. It's not as good as Human. It's not as good as Take the Long Road Walk It. But it's still okay. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. And then we go. <laughs> which was the sound effect for downhill. Uh, I, I'm with you. So the intro sounds the same as other songs. The drums and guitar. I, I actually cannot fault the drums and guitar work on this album. It is. No. Oh, they're, they're actually really talented. However, this is this is the vocals to me are the same on every song. The chorus is good. The chorus is good, but by now I'm starting to get really the, the vocals are getting to me. Oh, are they really? Do you do you, have, so you have no issues with the vocals at all? Not really. I do. I have major issues with the, vo- the vocals. It's the noise level for a long period of time. Got it. Got it. Do you, of so, the same noise. Got it. Um, it, it. It hits that irritation button. You know that one where you go, you can tolerate it for a little while, and then you go bang, you've crossed the line, and then that's it. It's just irritating. Mm-hmm. It does that to me. Got it, got it. So the people, let's play a bit of that. That's a lot stronger than I was. Okay, right. Why? Just it's okay. Maybe I don't hate it. It's too long. See, I can't get my head past it. Now. This track's three and a half minutes. I'm probably all right. It's not going to be my favorite. It's a bit. Some of them are noisy and they're rowdy, but not in the same way. So what they do is they can embrace that so well, and when they do it well, they stand alone. Hmm. So take the long road and walk it. Truth is no words. Even the dance to a degree for not as long, they can do that really well. Other times, you're just like, oh, like a wall of noise that's not enjoyable. It's confronting. Uh, so this was their second single, got to number 26. Uh, the band play with this sort of bright light behind them as people run past them into light, which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, lyrics are pretty good. What's it like up there? Do you worry anymore? How's it feel up there? So much left to say. If I could tell your thoughts right now, it would never be the same. Wait till I am by your side, then the meaning will come true. Phil 9000. This song was a favourite of mine for a good long while, and then my best mate died. On listening to this track as I drove along soon after, I was moved to tears when I noticed how the lyrics fitted so well. Whether or not it's intentional, I may never know. The Pills argument. So a lot of people talked about this 
being uh, drugs related. The pills argument sounds just as plausible, if not more so when compared to the lyrics. But this song will always be in the most poignant phrasing of what it's like to lose someone as far as I'm concerned, which is so sad. Um, look, I actually, I, I don't mind this song. Again, it's a bit of a foot tapper. This is where I've gone weird. I'm not sure what it is about them in particular that I don't like. I think it's the vocals and everything else is fine. I should, and I've written, right, this is serious. I should like this, but I don't. Yeah, you should. I thought you would like this. I should like this. What? What? This is loud. It's abrasive. It's foot tapping. There is just something about this album. And it's, it's, it's the vocals. The vocals get to me on this album. I don't know why. Um, let's play a bit of Getaway, though, because I, I don't hate it as much as, as you do. I don't hate it. It's probably too strong. I think it's because this is where... The lull is. Yeah, no, and in my notes, it's where, it, where, it's where I start to recognise and really realise how long the songs are. Got it. Well, it's not getting any better. So let's play the Getaway. And as I was going to say, it doesn't get any better because the disco is six and a half minutes long again. <sighs> All right, I, I'll, I'm going to say If that. you're going to make a long song, so I put a post on Twitter last night, I don't know if you saw it, I had a no. couple of wines and I, um, so I was sat outside and I could hear the neighbours that were playing Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. And oh, I haven't listened to Led Zeppelin for a long time. Stairway to Heaven is eight minutes long, and that's okay because it's Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> Unless you're Led Zeppelin, don't do that. Anyway, I put the the tweet up yesterday saying it reminded me that they are the band that I will always wish I could have seen live. That's and right. Asked, and asked to anyone else's, who would yours be? That you can't. So not like yeah, like that you can't see like like you just can't. They're either dead or they're broken up, or it's just not going to happen. I'll never see the Crystal Method live. I, I know it's a weird one, right? Well, but... you might because they might reschedule. No, 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 no. So what happened with the Crystal Method? So they never toured as a live act. Never. 
They always toured as a DJ act, right? And so I never got to see them live. I got to see them DJ, but not live. Uh, and now, now the Crystal Method is only one, uh, and it's been rescheduled. So it's a, it's always a DJ. I, never, I just I, they're a band that pretty much like they made me love electronic music, and I just I'll never get to see them live. Just yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird one. Um, I've pretty I've been pretty lucky. Like every band I've want really really wanted to see, I've got to see. Yeah. Mine is Led Zeppelin without doubt. Uh, anyway, they do long songs, and that's fine because Jimmy Page is one of the best guitarists of all time, and his guitar solos are just—they're just unique, and everybody mm-hmm. knows them. Mm-hmm. The music—you're not that. No. So disco, I've got not a fan of this at all. It's annoying, and it's actually mm-hmm. all down to the vocals. The last minute is great though because there's no singing, as it's complete balls <laughs> to the walls. However, it's not enough to save this song. Ah, it's, it's, yeah, sorry. Anyway, it does end with Too High. What did you think about Too High? Um, again. Six minutes, five, 5.55. Yeah, three minutes, fine. Not a bad song. Uh, it's, 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 so, this is the thing I've got to try and get, because I'm probably not getting this across, because actually my rating will probably sound like I'm a moron, given the, what I've been saying. This, the length of the tracks is genuinely what causes me my issue. What they do, and musically, if there were only three or four minutes, I enjoy. Like, I actually do not, I quite enjoy this album. It's not how I remembered it, but I actually do enjoy it. There are some moments where you go, yeah, they are a bit unique. You know, it is, you know, straight at you. It is the kind of album you want to play loud. All of those things. I don't mind his vocals. I kind of like them. So I don't have that thing that you have. Um, but it just draws on. So you're just over it. And I think having then had to listen to it a couple of times, obviously, for this, you're just like, oh, we're still on that. We're still on it. Skip. Whereas if they'd have just cut those songs, if they were, if they came out of the traps like they do and they just nailed it and they closed the track down... You'd be like, oh, big album. It'd be a 45 minute album, bang. Mm. It's like when I do it, people mention like the strokes. Strokes are like that. They were like short and sharp. The, the album's 40 minutes or something. Yeah, and I used yeah. to love it because it comes out the traps, bang, 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 three and a half minutes, you're on the next song, you're exhausted. You're like, oh, next, bang, done. And you go, wow, that's fun. This is just drags on. And so it's hard then because then I. It's just too much of something that isn't too amazing, and it just drags. So just, just a thought about that, right? So mm. you mentioned it a bit earlier. So uh, the average length of these songs is give or take five and a half, six minutes, right? The average length of a dance track for you and me to, to, to mix is about that length. Do you think that was where the thinking was, you know, or... Or do you think it's just a tad self-indulgent and... Self-indulgent? Because the reality is a dance track might be six or seven minutes, but you never, you mix out a good minute before it's ended. I mix a minute in and a minute out, you're out, right? So your track's only about that five-minute mark, yeah? That's my point. So, and yeah. you need that because usually I feel that the tracks are designed that way to give you that chance to mix. Yeah. 
because they can't put it all in three minutes. You'd never get a chance to mix, and it would just sound hellish because, you know, the time it takes you to mix it in and mix it out is, like you say, might take you about 45 seconds to bring the track in. could take you a minute to get the track out. So I go, that's fair, because then you're only hearing four minutes of it. Yeah, okay. When you're mixing, wow. sometimes five. <clears throat> um, this, you hear the whole damn thing. There's no mixing in and out. It's just there. So it just what? goes on because what they do is they come on quick, then they get into the co- the verse, then they get into the chorus, and you're enjoying it, and then they just do this extended minute of noise, hmm. and it's just like oh. But I'll I'll throw one more at you. Yeah. So they they a couple of people have mentioned the roses in this, the roses track length is debatable as well. They can be guilty of playing for the sake of playing. What, what, how do you, what what do you think the difference is between the two? The difference between the two, and it's similar to what I just said at Led Zeppelin is the end is usually a guitar solo by a very, very talented guitarist. Got it. Okay. Which can, and sometimes, and we have talked about it, John Squire can get a little bit self-indulgent. Absolutely. Um, and they do go on, but they are guitar solos by very talented guitarists. John Squire would be in a list of the top guitarists Got for it. sure. Yeah, yeah. This isn't. This isn't just this isn't a guitar solo. It's just the same noise extended. It's, yeah, you're right. It's it's everything, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So two. The the, the the we'll take too high to take us out. What did you think as a as an ending to the album? It's okay. a bit, it, it is actually, by definition, it's a bit of a hurrah. Um, just by this stage, I just don't, I don't really care. Because um, I feel like I've been beaten up all the way through the album at this stage. Um, That's what it feels like. Yeah, you come out a bit, a bit yes. wrangled. Um, so, Which I wouldn't have minded. That's why I'm saying if they're quick, because it's like you get those albums where they are like bang, 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 bang. And it's been 40 minutes of it. And you're like, oh, you're exhausted. And and you don't mind that. Yeah. But you can't take an hour of it. No. And Ocelefstron song means. So basically about the struggle in life and doing something is just impossible, no matter how hard you try. But if you keep doing it, you can reach the top. This is considering the actual music as well as the lyrics too. The way the song starts slow and then progresses to a fast pace and the climatic end. I don't look actually if I if this if this had been placed in the middle of the album, I would have played this. I don't think it's I think it's an alright song. Yeah. Um, so we'll play it to take us out. What do you what do you think some of the reviews said about this band? I think they're gonna be one of these. It's either gonna bit marmite. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, base that you are a hundred percent. I'm gonna do two reviews. CanCon 2 out of 5, which is basically what I would think. I want to say I was tricked by the hypnotizing, bright, concentric colors of the album cover, but the truth is there was some cute girl at work who actually really wasn't that cute, who never lasted at work, whose name I could remember if he gave me a thousand bucks, but who had pretty good taste in music, who said she really liked this album. Plus the band were opening up for somebody who I had the intention of seeing in concert, so I bought the damn CD and that's my excuse. This album may appeal to some greenhorns who haven't heard of bands as many bands as old Gramps here, but still, even then, they will also forget about this band in a few minutes. So the moral of the story is do not listen to the sirens of the workplace and that when in doubt, burn yourself a copy of the damn thing before you give your money to HMV. <laughs> it's a good review, two out of five. And the second review 
is Bailey Brogue with four out of five. To start with, out of principle, I decided to hate the music. They look like cabbage-brained neo-hippies who smoke too much weed, swap Bebo stoner jokes, listen to Bob Marley in the mistaken belief that it makes them more spiritual, light their own farts, find buried alien messages, and then fall asleep in their shitty-smelling clothes. <laughs> Tomorrow, of course, they will skin up and do it all again forever. But then I heard the volcanic passion and electric conviction of the tumultuous, irony-free, pagan, tree-shag, and high-wire spunk fest that is the music. And my heart, a high art indie wank snobbery crumbled like a pair of designer Hoxton shades flattened to fuck under a steam-powered juggernaut of Yorkshire-accented cosmic thunder. Epic is the scale, frazzled are the incantations, heavy are the rifts. Ablaze are the lakes of fire burning in the bellies of the preposterously ungainly gems. But tempting as it is to dismiss the music as goblin-hatted revivalists of late 60s, early 70s wank bluster, actually, it's pretty good. Acknowledge the flaws, but salute the cause, because the music points to either vaulting greatness or grand folly, but bravely leaves no room for the indie wank compromises in between. Like Abba said, thank you for the music. Oofed. How many times did they say the word wank in that? I'm just... Oh, a few. <laughs> um, what did you think of this album? You've 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 sort of said it doesn't it doesn't feel the same as when you did no. originally. Um, I was trying to remember if I did really like it. I've always loved Take the Long Road Walk It. It's a great track. So this album is a story of two halves for me. So the first half I'm fine with, and if you think about the first half of the album in terms of track listing like the the longest song is five and a half minutes which is human so you yeah. know four and a half truth is no words only four and a half minutes so you feel that's fine um the second part of the album i'm not a huge fan of if they took two minutes if they took a minute and a half off each song i'd probably give it a seven or a seven and a half i think because i wouldn't have got that annoyance but they do so it's a six and a half out of ten six and a half okay yeah um I've said I'd always seen the album. The cover is eye-catching and iconic. However, I'd never listened to music. Chances, though, I'll probably never listen to them again. It has its moments. However, it's not really my bag. And if I had to pinpoint something, it would be the vocals and maybe the overly loud drums at times. It does make it sound all too similar at times. Five out of ten. Have you ever seen this band? No, I don't think so. No, me neither. Uh, and, and like I said earlier, unfortunately, they've, they've split up. And so with the door closing on the music, we are opening another and it's your choice. About time. <laughs> I feel like I've always got to go through two episodes before we get to mine again. <laughs> um, so, Kevin, would you like Hello. to? My album is. Do I know who it is? Yeah. Like, do I know? Will I know who this band are? Yes. What do you are know you about sure? them? Well, I don't know who they are. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. I don't know who they are. The editors. So editors. With, okay. With their debut album, The Back Room. I don't really know who they are. Oof. So who are they? They are. Um, well, they're amazing. <laughs> um, English <laughs> band. They they came out in the early two thousands. Okay. This backroom was released in two thousand and five, um, okay. and it was a hard one because I do love this album, but I also do enjoy 
their follow-on al- album, um, which was called An End Has a Start. Okay. Um, but I love the backroom more because I think I've got fonder memories of it and used to oh, I used to listen to this album all the time. He's got a very unique voice. They get compared a lot to like Interpol. Okay. So um, yeah, that that kind of sound. Okay. I yeah. This is a tricky one because I don't know what you're going to think. Like, there's part of me is going to go, you, there's some songs you're going to love, but I don't know if you're going to find it a bit too much of the same. Okay. There are some tracks, like the track Munich, I think you're going to love. They've got that kind of Depeche Mode Interpol type sound. Okay. Um, Which I, I know you do like, because you yes. do like other bands like that. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I'd also be interested to hear what our listeners think of this too, because this is going to be another one that goes one of two ways. Okay. Some people are going to go, what are you talking about them for? They wear a shit version of Depeche Mode in their pants, and it's not this and it's not that, and I'm going to go get that, fair. And there's other people going to go, love this band, love this album, okay. his voice is unique. This is where it's going to go, and I don't know who's going to be in what camp, um, but I think they wear a band of that time and they did release a couple albums in that in the, in the 2000s and so I do think they're worth talking about as, an, as a band um, and this is my favourite album of theirs Good, alright they're a band I've never listened to so Oof. here we go again for a new band uh, for me so the editor's The Backroom is the album and we'll do that next episode. Les anything else before we get on out of here? Uh, just one thing, I just want to call out um, that a heartwarming thing that I've been reading about the the artists in the UK who are doing free concerts for NHS workers. So oh, yes. Liam Gallagher, he's doing it at the O2 Arena, 20,000 capacity, and it's going to be free for NHS workers. Um, Rick Astley's doing the same. Manic Street Preachers are doing the same. Beautiful South yeah. are doing the same. Um, the script are doing the same, so I think um, I think that's awesome. So I just read that article this morning and thought, oh, that some of our old school Britpop bands are coming out to stand up for the NHS. So I think that's two very good British institutions, the NHS and the old Britpop. So coming together, I think it's beautiful. Lovely, um, and thank you to Graham and Chris for nominating this album yes. and taking the time to write to us. Um, hope we didn't smash it too much and look we always enjoy the process of going through this so please if you want to send us an album to listen to and you're potentially open to a bit of criticism send it our way please um we do appreciate a good challenge and then you'll feel like what kev feels like (laughs) you'll feel like me one of my albums get beaten up week (laughs) in week out um but thank you everyone stay safe stay in isolation and we will try and put out as many of these as we can to try and keep you company through that. Les, get on out of here. Cool. See ya. All right. See you later, Les. Bye. Bye. Bye.